strange job was when I was in high school. It was actually my first job. Um, it was a block away from my house, and this guy who was an ex wrestler, he was actually an ex uh, ex WCW wrestler, and um, he bought this abandoned building. Which I don't know what it used to be. I think it used to be a garage or something. And it was like a block away from my house. But it was directly across the street from my middle school. So um, he bought it. I think it was the summer I was in the ninth grade. And I was going to the tenth grade. And um. I worked for him, that was my first job, I worked for him all summer, well not all summer, but the majority of it, and um, it re- we really didn't do anything at all, it was me and two of my friends, and majority of the time, the guy he owned a landscaping business slash cleaning business slash moving business, whatever. It was so stupid. The name of the the company was called Mr. Honeydew. And he, he had Mr. Honeydew and he had like on the side of the truck, he had a list of all the things that he do. You know, Mr. Honeydew, and he had like lawn care check, uh, garbage removal check, parking lot, parking lot cleaning check, and stuff like that. And that's what he did. But he also had a gym inside of the building that he bought, and in the back of the building. He had put up a big ass wrestling ring. Yeah, it was strange. And I'm telling you, no lie. If we worked there for uh, four weeks, five weeks, or something like that, maybe maybe even six weeks we worked there. Um, four of them, no, five weeks, all we did was go there and just lift weights. That's all we did. We just went there and lift weights all day and hung out. He wasn't even there. He come in in the morning, joke around with us. Then he'd leave and go do some Mr. Honeydew work without us. And then he would come back. And the crazy part about it is his wife, I don't remember what her name was, but he used to always, he was the older dude. I think he was like maybe in his 50s. But he used to always call her the Queen Bee. She was this little dark-skinned lady with an afro. And he used to call her the Queen Bee. And the strangest thing about the whole situation was, like I said, he was an ex-wrestler. He had to stand about 6'2". And he had to weigh. I'm talking about he was solid muscle and he had to weigh about 250. 
That's no exaggeration. All muscle. But he had a voice like Michael Jackson. I'm not lying to you. He had the lightest voice you ever heard on a man that big. He had the lightest voice you ever heard on a child. <laughs> Just a little voice. He used to come in there. Everybody say hello to the Queen Bee. Here's the Queen Bee right here. How you, how y'all fellas doing? That's how he's on. No lies. And it was a black dude too. Sweet voice. Yeah. He had one of the sweetest voices I ever heard. But, um, I remember, uh, we used to laugh at him so much when he wasn't around. He was too big for us to laugh at in his face. But he was a weird dude. I remember one time he was explaining to us about money. And it was the funniest thing we ever heard in our lives. He took us outside. And he took us over to like where the water hose was hooked up. And he turned on the water hose. And he started uh, running the water through his hands. He's like, you, you fellas see this right here? He's like, man... I give y'all some money and the water and the money goes, it flows through your hands like this water right here. It just goes straight through your fingers. You don't try to hold on to it or nothing. You need something solid to hold on to. And this was before Paul's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this, was, this was way before Paul's. We wanted to run up out of there. Like, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, he used to give us stupid speeches like that. And you know what? One of them goofy-ass speeches, well, scary speeches, they, that's the reason that we end up quitting and never coming back because he freaked us out. One day, he finally, it was like the last week we was there, he took us to... Somewhere in this rich neighborhood to cut grass early in the morning, right? So we cut grass and he said we messed up some kind of way. So he only paid us like $10 or something. $10 for standing out in the hot ass sun for like four hours? Oh, we was hot. That was all I asked that regardless. But on the way home, he said he had to stop by and pick up a refrigerator and a um and a washing machine. Right? Now look, we were 14 years old. My friend was like 15. I know I was 14. We little. I was like 5'3, 120. Maybe 40 pounds or 100. Because I was lifting weights a lot. But usually I was like 120 pounds. So I was real small and short. So he was like, um, he needed our help. Lifting a washing machine and a dryer onto the back of his truck. Come on. No way. And we couldn't get it up there. So... We thought he said this. I'm not going to say the word because I don't really say that word like that. But he said, uh, 
He's like, come on. I know you young F words can lift a refrigerator. Come on, what are y'all, some young F words? You could figure, you could figure out what F word is. <laughs> we was like, what? Did you just call us that? Man, my friend, he is, uh, let's say he's straight out of the hood. He didn't really care how big he was. He cussed that dude out. We end up walking home. Well, I think we caught the city bus. Because that was not going to happen. We couldn't take that, man. Even we could not take him calling us that. We couldn't beat him. We was going to fight him. I ain't going to lie. We was going to fight him for calling us that. For number one, you paid us $5. For working on that hot, I mean, boy, ten dollars for working on that hot ass sun all day. Talking, we messed up. Then two, you take us on this stupid ass side mission to pick up a refrigerator and a washing machine, and then you call us young f words. Oh shoot! It was about to be on and popping right out there in the nice neighborhood. He's about to get his ass whooped in Beverly Hills. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he was about, I, man, we was going to beat the muscles off his ass. Man, I don't know if we would have won or not, but we was going to give it everything we had. We probably would have lost real bad, but we was going to try. We ended up just, like I said, we left. Ended up catching the city bus and getting home. But yeah, that was wild. That was the most strange job I've had. The second most strange job I've ever had was working at a tuxedo place. I needed a job real bad because I was unemployed, right? So I went and applied to this tuxedo place. I'm thinking like, what the hell could you do in a tuxedo place? And they said warehouse work. The hell, warehouse work? So, I get a job, and I worked there for about a month, and it was a pretty good job, though, actually, but, I, I mean, it was nothing that you could stay at and, like, make a career out of, but, um, all I did, the warehouse was this right here, kids, they, they provided tuxedos, for weddings, proms, special events, tuxedos and suits and shoes and yeah, and ties and all that for special events. Graduations, proms, things of that sort. So what happened was, and they do it for the whole, not just for this city, but for the surrounding counties and for the entire state, basically. So on a daily basis, these big trucks will come in. Well, not big trucks, but box trucks will come in filled with dirty tuxedos. And we will have to unload these trucks break down the tuxedo into pieces. Pants over here, 
shirts over here, ties over here, have to spray the shoes with some kind of funky stuff and wipe them off, shine them so they can be shiny and put shoe polish on all of them, all the shoes. You have to check the pockets and all the pants and the shirts. Have to check the shoes, make sure ain't nothing stuffed up in there. And after you finish separating, then they get sent back to laundry. And the people in laundry wash them. And then they have to hang them up. And somebody has to iron them. And steam them and all this kind of stuff. To make sure they iron and straight. So yeah, man, it was wild. It was it was it was a strange job. The best part of that job was, I'm not lying to you. I used to walk out of there with anything from fifty to a hundred dollars daily, just from finding money in people's clothes. People go to the prom or go to some kind of special event. And get drunk and forget that he had twenty dollars in his pocket. And I, no lie, man, every single day you go through the pants, you get twenty dollars, thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars, a hundred dollars. You just finding money everywhere, man. Change, pennies, quarters, a hundred dollar bills, everything. I remember one dude. And he was the dumbest son of a gun I ever met in my life. He found $5,000 in a pair of shoes, right? So, instead of just taking the money and being what it was, like we always do, he reported it, right? And... They said, all right, we're going to hold on to it to see if somebody claimed it or not. So they held on to it, and nobody never claimed it. But during the period of the time that they were holding on to it, dude got fired. So they end up, they end up keeping the money for themselves. The, the owners and the manager, whatever, they end up keeping the money themselves. They never gave the dude the money. Stupid dude. Stupid. I'm telling you, man. If the same way when I used to be separating everything, if I found $20, if I had found that 5000 I would have put it in my pocket just like I would have did uh, $20. If ain't nobody looking for it, look here, man. If it came all the way to the tuxedo place on a big ass truck overnight, all that kind of stuff, whoever lost that $5,000 apparently ain't looking hard for it. Because they didn't, they forgot they put it in a shoe. The hell are you talking about, man? They know where they got the tuxedo from. So all they had to do was call the tuxedo place in the morning and say, I lost $5,000. So, it was either dirty money, drug money, uh, money that, uh, it was just lost, just random money. No, they don't know where it came from. I wouldn't have told them nothing. That would have been my money. 
Yeah, man. Every time I found twenty dollars, a hundred dollars, I ain't go. Hey, man, I found twenty dollars. Goofy ass dude. Yeah, that. That's why he got fired because he was slow, anyways. Nah, man, I ended up quitting that job. I found a better job. They were so mad with me. I remember when I had to uh, go back in there and get my last paycheck after I had quit. He's like, there he is. Give him his money. They made me wait out there for like 20 minutes before they gave my last check. They had hard feelings, man. I don't understand why people get mad when you get a better job. They know that job sucked. They know it was out there breaking down tuxedos. How the hell long y'all think I was going to sit here and break down tuxedos? Are you crazy? Yeah, man, I got to go, bro. I can't sit here and break down tuxedos for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, nah, I was about 1920. Yeah, that's, it wasn't going to last long at all. It was a good, it was good for about a month. Yeah, and then after that, I was out. I actually enjoyed it. Because like I said, man, I, I like that fast money, man. That money was quick. Bringing home extra $100 a day, man, that's, that's, that's amazing to me. I wish I could do it right now, shoot. I need that. But it still was, that was my second strangest job. <clears throat> but that Mr. Honey dude, Michael Jackson voice, he uh, he made the first job the strangest one. Yeah, he was a weird dude, man. The last time I saw him, he was uh, a busboy, which was weird. He was a busboy at like this buffet restaurant. And he was just as big as he always been. He looked like a freaking giant and uh, getting dishes and stuff. He recognized me. He was like, hey there, buddy. How you doing? Ain't seen you in a minute. All right, then, now. And he gave me a little fist pump. He went and got his dishes. Dang. One thing I can say about him, weird as he was, he worked hard, man. He worked hard. He'd be doing his little Mr. Honeydew stuff, and he'd have, like, two part-time jobs, and he'd be running this little gym. I mean, this dude, he worked seven days a week, like, 20, well, not that long a day, but 70, seven days a week with multiple jobs. Let's just say that. So, he wasn't lazy. He was just strange. And he needed to get, like, punched in the throat or in the voice box or something so his voice could get lowered. Man, that's probably why uh, he wasn't too successful because that's just so strange, man. I've heard of, you know, body shaming, but how about voice shaming? Because I know they voice shamed him. That probably made him so unsuccessful in life. Could you imagine a big six foot three gigantic muscular 
wrestler coming up there. And you be like, man, all right, man. We about to fight. You know what I'm saying? We about to wrestle. You all ready? Like, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, damn. That's probably why he had to start wrestling. <laughs> he had to start wrestling. Ain't nobody scared of that. How big you is. Like, damn, bro. What's wrong with your voice? Yeah. He made it very, very awkward. And I can't believe he called us that either, man. I know, man. That was so strange. 